0: It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any b-ball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash One hundo of the Dolores. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Does that sound like a no-brainer? This is a slam dunk of an offer, and it won't be around forever. So head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, to get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big pay days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100. When you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, that's promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot at one. Hundred to one odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be twenty-one or older. Colorado. Only new customers. Only restriction. Supply. Winnings paid out in four twenty-five dollar free bets. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 Welcome. Hmm, that's good. Broncos Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with the Will Keys. Will Keys, please. Remember those Mickey Mickey D commercials? Please and thank you. Mickey
1: no. when of those come out. Uh, probably, probably before you were born. Probably a little bit before my time. I was more of a uh, Yo or Taco Bell kind of guy. Yeah,
0: uh, you were at Taco yeah. Bell. Oh yeah. Chihuahua. I think my wife, Jess, had the, uh, she, she mentioned sometimes she had that shirt. She had the Taco Bell shirt. Yo, quiero. Sounds like a good shirt. Taco Bell. I had these Subway shirts that, uh, mm-hmm. nobody could get because my neighbor used to run a bunch of them. And it was just like this cartoon dude shoving a foot-long sub <laughs> in his mouth.
1: And it said something like, not put a foot in a, your mouth. Not a cartoon of, uh. Jared Fogle, I hope. No, it was before. Yeah, it was before Fogle, and I remember uh,
0: I had like multiple of those shirts. And uh, when I switched schools in middle school to, to Kansas, this popular mm-hmm. kid, uh, his name will not be mentioned.
1: Give um, us a uh, do you like the spoonerism where you switch the first letter of his first name with the first letter of his last name. <laughs> I don't think uh, that works either. Uh,
0: no, well, that then it turned then it turns into my he's... mom's name, which is kind of weird. Anyway, oh, really? <laughs> he was like, uh, because like I hated him uh, after mm-hmm. after a while because he was a douche. But um,
1: I hated him too. Fuck he, him. Uh,
0: I was trying to like be friends with with him because I was like, oh yeah, this is one of the cool kids. I want to be friends with the cool kids. And he's like, that shirt's hilarious. And I was like, oh yeah, I have I've. More of them, if you want one. He's like, "Fuck yeah!" And I brought him one, and then like, he never hung out with me after that. I was like, "Oh, this Damn. asshole!" It's, this asshole I just, just robbed me of a a subway shirt of a really cool subway shirt.
1: Man, it'd be like if uh, people just bought our shirts and then stopped watching. Yeah, <laughs> which is the opposite of what they do. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And he was he was starting running back ahead of me, and I was better than better than him, and I hated it.
1: Why did you and start then, over? But then
0: they made me a quarterback, and ah. all we ran was the option, and I had the option to pitch it to him or run it, <laughs> and I just fucking kept it about 90% he, of the time.
1: i guess guessing you declined that option.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. All right, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their offers. And you know my coffee company, Bench Warmer Brew, follow us on our twitter account at Bench Warmer Brew, we're on instagram too uh will and i are doing all those tweets there and uh we're we starting to put out some some bangers as the kids say uh we might just turn it into a uh let's hate on troy aikman <laughs> twitter
1: account yeah it's turning into a troy aikman hate account uh partially um if you're a cowboys fan please don't take it personally um I could tell one person in the replies is already a little bit, a little bit miffed yesterday. I don't, this is not a commentary on Trey Aikman. I just think it's funny that he only threw like 150 touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Aikman's stats, not, not impressive. Uh, he yeah. Was,
1: we all know like he's a hall of fame. Like <laughs> we know yeah. why he's in the hall of fame and <laughs> Jeff George isn't, but it's just funny to point those things out.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I enjoyed Trey Aikman. I enjoy him in the booth. I enjoy yep. his
1: uh, honesty from time to time, um, but it's like a Jimmy faith. Kimmel, Matt Damon thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of exactly. like that. It's like back when,
1: yeah. Remember when Jimmy Kimmel was funny? Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: He still, he's not funny
1: anymore. You're saying? I don't know. I I, I watched him for like five minutes last night. weren't impressed, think. huh? Wasn't impressed. I'm not. Oh. A, I'm not a. I'm a Letterman guy and Conan.
0: Wow. Well. I've uh I've been to Jimmy Kimmel's show live.
1: Oh yeah? Yeah. They do it live?
0: I... Well my parents got to my buddy worked there and he got us passes. My parents got to watch the show live, and then we just were so you know
1: two people that worked for Jimmy Kimmel's? You know Damishak. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your friend.
0: He's got a lot of Kimmel connections, so I'm not gonna say get he's on not so funny. I think he's hilarious. Probably the same. Yeah, I, was... I, I... Probably the funniest that. late night guy except for Conan. Conan is the all time best.
1: Yeah. Not um. I'm gonna put Larry Sanders' fictional nope. late Conan night show. Dunks there.
0: on Sanders. He dunks on Letterman, and uh, he crushes him. Anyway, today Matthew Judon threatening to blackmail reporters with stripper photos. Probably a story I'll have to do on That's Good Sports because it's. Pretty good. Um, we've got some Juwan James weird tweets. Von Miller's investigation completed. Tim Patrick uh, got PFF to correct uh, correct something on Twitter. Uh, but first, I wanted to update everybody. Not update, just tell a story. Because Wilkie's brought the no risk it, no biscuit Bruce Aryan saying to my attention. It, is, it escaped me somehow. Um, and then I was watching the Super Bowl with my wife and my baby. And they during the broadcast, they said, no risk it, no biscuit. And she laughed out loud at that. And so I explained, like, what it was to her. And, like, it's just something that stuck. So now anytime, like, we're trying to make a decision on whether to do something or not, she's like, no risk it, no biscuit. Like, for example, our baby will, when we put it down, she'll migrate up to the top of her crib or right to the side. And we know she'll start banging her head, but we're debating whether, like, to pull her back. She's getting
1: ready to play football.
0: And, yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) My baby has CTE. So we're like, do we pull her back in position in hopes that it doesn't wake her up throughout the night at the risk of, like, waking her up? And Jess was like, should I go do it? I was like, I don't know. Cause she, like, she had not been sleeping well recently. And she goes, fuck it. No risk it. No biscuit. And just walked off to go adjust the baby. I was like, oh man, this, the saying will never die in this household. Then like ever again, it'll, it'll be a part Remember, of it.
1: I heard it from some guy in my, uh, like science class back in high school. And it's oh, really? with I heard Bruce Arian say it I'm like, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that saying's been in my life for a long Ten time years now. yeah,
0: Yeah. It's a good saying. I mean, he obviously didn't invent it, but...
1: Yeah, it's better than, like, YOLO. That <laughs> was yeah. lame.
0: Although that's... Uh, we say that a lot, but only as we're quoting Oscar Martinez from The Office. Mm. Do you know the scene I'm talking about?
1: Like, Is that, that sounds like a later season.
0: Yeah, they're all drinking the... Uh, They're testing all of the Nespresso pods and like uh, he just yells out YOLO and does like this weird dance. And it's uh, just another saying in the house.
1: You guys have a lot of saying for uh, taking risk.
0: Yeah. Risk uh, takers. When you don't leave the house ever, you got to entertain yourselves.
1: Mm Hmm. (laughs) Anyway,
0: explain to me this Matthew Judon thing.
1: Yeah. So... I guess this is the the best way to put it is that Matt Judon got franchise tagged last year, right? And according to uh, ESPN reporter Jameson Hensley, uh, he underperformed Judon, and then um, Judon turned down a deal according to the report, uh, which would have made which would have paid him sixteen point five million dollars a year, which is the same as Zadarius Smith in green Bay. So that that sounds like pretty, pretty fair, pretty lucrative. Uh, Not Jameson Hensley, Matthew Judon came back and said like, that's a lie. That's not true. Uh, And you're trashing me. So if you don't, if you don't apologize, like if you don't use your ESPN platform to apologize to me, I'm going to leak photos. I got with you in the strip club, (laughs) apparently like, she, this, is his, <laughs> this is his last quote in his Instagram story. It says, now say sorry, or I'm going to tell your wife you cheating on her. <laughs> Which, first of all, or I'm going to tell your wife you're cheating on her. I think right there, you just revealed that he's cheating on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that pretty much sums it up, right? I don't think you can do more than that. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Yeah, so to there's speak. there's no mystery there.
0: Um, I'm I'm wondering, like, uh, is he really mad at this guy, or are they friends? And this is him
1: just kind of fucking with him. I I guess they are friends because he's they like went an to the strip club together in Baltimore. They're close enough to go to a strip club together. If you Google pictures of Jameson Hensley, he and Matthew Judon look like the. Least likely, Friends. friend, friend <laughs> pairing of all time, uh, but apparently they're friendly enough to to go to a strip club. Um, is he like he's got the photos of him in the strip club? He also said, "I'm going to tell people you're cheating on your wife." Are those the same thing? Is, right. is going? I don't think going to a strip club is cheating on your wife, right?
0: No, I mean, but I think you have to have permission to go right it's got to be like understood yeah but it's still not you know it's if not you go cheating. Without permission, it's still not
1: cheating but it's, it's a just, uh,
0: it's a nefarious act if both parties nefarious. aren't aware mm,
1: uh, it's a little stretch it's cut it's, it's a little gray area it's a gray area i mean you could cheat in a strip club you certainly could uh, so i've heard it's an environment i've never you know I've never been married, so. Or to a strip club. We might. I I think uh, we should get um, Jess's opinion for the video tomorrow. Mm. I think she should weigh in.
0: Yeah. Is going to the strip club considered cheating if wife doesn't know?
1: (laughs) That's why you better be on your best behavior, because I've got those pictures of you from the strip club.
0: Yeah, but it was a male strip club. So yeah,
1: it was. It was you and I on the set of Magic Mike. Exactly. <laughs> not yeah. even the first one. Not the good one.
0: I know, I know. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on here before, but one time when I had the flu, my weird, she was just my girlfriend at the time, but she uh, she came home from work early, and I was on the couch sick, just watching Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, look, See, it's a good movie. It's <laughs> It's Steven Soderbergh. It's artistic. Yeah. It's like, why Look are you the watching this? Sick. It's the only thing that'll make me feel better. Is dance
0: <laughs> shirtless Channing Tatum dancing for me? Uh, it's an entertaining movie. I'd watch it again, and I have. Yeah, that was the to second quote, time I think I'd watched
1: it. <laughs> to quote Louis C.K.'s stand-up bit, like I know this, I know how this movie ends. It ends with me being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) what does Matthew McConaughey say in that movie? It's something crazy. Like law says, you cannot touch. (laughs) It's like we got a lot of lawbreakers out there.
0: (laughs) Oh, McConaughey, so good, incredible, incredible. Um, fair to say, uh, Matthew Judon probably not going back to Baltimore. They've got a lot. Yeah, it seems unlikely. It's like they have like too many defensive players. Seems
1: like, and they're so good at like, they're so good at just replacing defensive players too. Yeah, they find they're like, yeah, they're a factory. They yeah. lost they lost to Darius Smith, and then Judon takes over, and they've just got guys like they traded for, they traded like a low round pick for Ngakwe last season. Yeah, they I mean they still have to re sign him. They had uh, him. I they had him. Calais Campbell, Derek Wolfe. I mean, they find yeah. they find guys. They're, they're not in a place where they need to overpay anyone. No, that's uh, one of the luxuries of being good at drafting and developing. Is you can, you know, you can close the wallet sometimes, right? And still and still be good to go. Uh-huh. I will say uh, regarding this situation, the Simpsons already did it. Season one. Uh, let me find the exact episode. Season one, episode ten, Homer's Night Out, similar plot. Someone takes a picture of him dancing at a at a strip club. And then he gets around to his wife. He gets around to Marge. This was season one? This is season one, yeah. It's the tenth episode. Oh, wow. So this is very early on. Yeah. But it's just true. It's like the Simpsons. There's no uh there's nothing the Simpsons haven't covered already.
0: No, They're literally every life event they've already done it somehow.
1: Yep, thirty
0: yep. plus seasons. I mean, got it. <laughs> uh, I did. Okay, so yes, last night I saw Tyler Columbus uh, tweet. Holding a 4-12 record for Deshaun Watson against him is the dumbest argument ever. Almost every all-time great had a losing season outside of Brady. L.A., Montana, Manning, Marino, Favre, Wakeman, Breeze, Big Ben, Kelly all had losing record seasons. Then uh, James Merlat chimed in and said, today's uh-huh. game different. Russell Wilson hasn't had a losing season. Patrick Mahomes won't. Not in their prime. Not at 25 years old. And then Columbus was like, "I thought you were exhausted by Twitter battles," and that's when I said, "Maybe I should chime in here," <laughs> because I agree with Columbus. It's stupid, and I've had people like who don't want Watson use that against him in like the comments as well. Like yeah. he was four and twelve. How good could he really be? <laughs> and it's like, uh, you clearly
1: didn't watch anything of what he did, and. They clearly have no knowledge of the Houston Texans organization right, right. Now.
0: They're in shambles. And we I think we talked about this last time. They got rid of their best receiver before the season started. Head coach fired. Uh, Watson's new number one, Will Fuller, suspended for the last month. Arguably their best corner also suspended on an already shitty defense. So I just brought up the points per game allowed by defenses and sent it to Tyler and said this might help your argument because the Texans were 6th worst at 29 points per game. There's a lot of shitty defense last year. Um, yeah. Dallas, Minnesota, Vegas, Jacksonville, Detroit were the ones that gave up more points than them. None of those were playoff teams. All except the Raiders had losing records. And then Latt was like, yeah, those 12 straight seasons in which Peyton won test plus 10 plus games, his defense was always stellar. And so then I was like, I looked up Peyton Manning's stats. It was
1: better than that. It was better than the Texans defense.
0: Yeah, definitely better than the Texans defense. That wasn't what I was saying. Uh, and like, I know James, like I've had coffee with him. I've talked about working with him. Like I know him. He's like a, a nice dude, but his Twitter persona is, is so fucking annoying i yeah. i brought up i brought up fucking peyton manning has had two losing seasons his rookie year We're
1: also not saying deshaun watson's peyton manning yeah no it's it's uh, like I don't think anyone's really arguing that and some people might be but uh um, that's the thing sometimes not. people just want to
0: argue and you can bring up the best points and they're just going to try to flip it into something else
1: yeah we don't like to argue we mostly agree on this show
0: yeah it's like let's just have some common sense about this shit. So right. Peyton Manning, his losing record twice. Rookie, three and thirteen. He threw a bunch of picks. Defense gave up over thirty points you, per game. You can throw that one out. He's a throw rookie. it out, but the defense still gave up thirty points per game. A lot of maybe his fault for interceptions. Okay, there's some nuance to defenses and giving up a lot of points. If your quarterback's throwing a ton of fucking picks, you're probably going to give up more points. Is that a losing season? Uh, six and ten. I think the defense gave up 27 points per game. Uh, so pretty good example of a good quarterback. Who that was smack dab between two 10 and six seasons. But if you're not getting help from your defense, if your defense is bad, it is hard to win a lot of games as a quarterback. Even if you're doing everything, which Deshaun Watson was last year, played maybe his best statistical season, and uh, to that to that point, James said, "So you're saying uh,
1: his defense carried him in those seasons?" About Peyton whenever Haney. someone starts like a rebuttal with "So you're saying," it's never what you're saying. It's never what you just no. said. <clears throat> I was like obviously, I am not
0: saying that. I'm saying. Deshaun Watson had a 10-win, an 11-win season, and then it dropped to four, and there was a fucking storm in Houston. Many things went wrong, but let's start with the defense as, like, a big, easy thing to point out. And it was just... Uh, it was annoying. And I just wanted to... I felt like this was a good place to, to vent about it. I feel like everybody will be on my side.
1: And, uh... Yeah. You know, some people are... Some people assume the role of devil devil's advocate. And some people go a little bit further and and assume the role of devil contrarian. And then, uh, just devil and devil. Yeah. And then devil, and that's fine because you know, there's a market for it and people listen and sports is entertainment. It's not the end of the day. Like it doesn't matter. No. Uh, if we think Deshaun Watson was responsible for a four and 12 season, but, uh, it's it's really just willfully ignorant if you believe that <laughs> yeah. i don't think we put enough stock in a uh, situation no for quarterbacks no because not at i all. think if you drop you drop patrick mahomes on that texans team there's they're gonna have a losing record it's the same like maybe thing they so they're gonna have a losing record i think if you drop tom brady on yes. the 2020 houston texans losing record losing record yeah uh, Watson threw 33 touchdowns seven picks he rushed
0: for like another 400 had three rushing touchdowns so him and like he was he was doing a lot with the offense yeah uh, bad offensive line probably didn't get enough out of the run game uh, and the defense was really bad so there were some close games uh that they lost too you know what I mean um, that doesn't show up as favoring Watson. It's shocking
1: too that he was that efficient when he had to play catch up so many times. And yeah, like that's the thing, really like shitty defense. Like if someone's like twenty interceptions with that defense, you'd be like, Well yeah, he had to take chances. Yeah, no, he was he was good. <laughs> he was safe with the football. Yeah, and I don't He's, blame him. He's like, I'm just gonna play my own game and yeah, whatever the defense does, they do. No, it was I was thinking like,
0: you know, NFL quarterbacks, there's probably like 10% of them, 10 or 15% of them, you can put anywhere and they're going to be good. And then there's yeah. like uh 75% of them, they need like the right situation and right coach, you know, right system, and they have a chance to be really good. And then there's like another 10% that no matter where they go, they're going to suck, right? It's like I feel like you if you're a quarterback and you get to that level, you obviously have skills to be good but most of them aren't transcendent most of them aren't like your watsons and your mahomes and your aaron Rodgers, where they're going to be great wherever they go and even when they are great doesn't mean the team's going to be great but right. those guys need to be put in good situations to succeed because in the nfl everybody's fucking good your competition's all okay. good your not a bad defenses bad are
1: tough player in the nfl yeah not one exactly yeah, but there's a lot of bad, um, <laughs> there's bad owners and there's bad executives, and they all happen to congregate in Houston. <laughs> they all like Texas. They mm. all love Texas. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think you should hold the four and twelve season against Deshaun Watson. Um, I think if he, you know, had a history of like other, uh, you know, losing records there his whole time. And he's still putting up those numbers, then you might be on something. But uh, when the team around him has been stable, he takes him to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And his rookie season, he tore his ACL, right? Yeah. Um, he was
1: on pace for an incredible rookie season.
0: Yeah. He had, uh, what, well, 19 touchdowns to set or eight picks after it was like six or seven games.
1: Um, yeah. Like the just, he would have. Justin Herbert would not have the uh, rookie passing record right right now if Deshaun Watson had stayed healthy.
0: Yeah. Also, also, um, the, the 2019 season where the Texans got to the playoffs, Watson threw six less touchdowns, five more interceptions, fewer yards, lower completion percentage, lower quarterback rating but the Texans got to the playoffs. Why? Cause they had a better team that year.
1: Their mm. defense
0: was a little bit healthier, a little bit better. Uh, their coach wasn't fired halfway through it. Even if it is a shitty coach, like what, what team co- fires their coach and then goes on to succeed middle of the season.
1: How many times is that? Uh, by my recollection, not many. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with. I know there's one, but can't remember. So therefore, it has not happened. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um. Anyway, hey, this is how we usually do this, right? It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash one hundred. Dollars. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any b-ball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash one hundo of the Dolores. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Does that sound like a no-brainer? This is a slam dunk of an offer, and it won't be around forever. So head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, to get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big pay. Days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot at one. 100 to 1. Odds on any basketball team to hit a three point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older. Colorado. Only new customers. Only restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 522 4700.
1: Now back to our regularly scheduled program. I was listening to the uh, Bill Simmons podcast this morning, and I get frustrated a little bit. There's a lot of people that like dismiss the Broncos as a landing spot for Watson. Uh, it was like first Bill Simmons brought it up and it was like, yeah, I was looking at like different betting sites and the Broncos were the most likely. And I thought that was weird. So, and it's like kind of breezes over it and talks about the jets and the dolphins. I'm like, no, it's they're They're the most likely for a reason. And the other guy, Kevin Clark from the ringer NFL show was talking about how like, is just bizarre. And it's not limited to the Broncos, but he's like he's like, I don't know about you know, he's talking about Carolina and Denver. It's like I don't I'm not so sure about the the weapons for either of those teams. Like did you watch did you watch either of those teams play last year? The Panthers yeah. had really, really good weapons. Um I mean you take out Christian McCaffrey, it's a different story, but even in the passing game like Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and curtis samuel are are uh incredible uh it's incredible that's a really like solid trio of
0: guys yeah you don't know if you have to
1: give up christian mccaffrey to get watson but if you don't then uh you're in really really good shape maybe maybe you figure out a tight end too and then uh the broncos i don't know if you can if you take the two running backs the top Four wide receivers, um, throwing Cortland Sutton there, and the top two tight ends in, in Fan Okaweben. Um, I don't know if there's a better situation anywhere, considering like the depth across all of those three positions. I throw in the Chiefs because like no one knows who the Chiefs' second tight end is, right? And no one cares about their running backs, right? It's assuming like assuming Jerry Judy gets
0: better his second season Albert O eventually comes back healthy and the rest of the guys stay healthy then yeah there's like no question in terms of which teams may be in play for him they have the most appealing offense and their offensive line is no longer like this big like gaping hole that quarterbacks don't want to play behind right like offensive line yeah, they held decent. up pretty well. Good last enough, year. pretty good. Garrett Bowles was like the one of the best tackles in the league. So they're from an offensive standpoint, yes, they're more appealing than the Panthers. They're definitely more appealing than the Jets, and they're more appealing than the Dolphins. Although I think like the Dolphins, um, I think they have some underrated receiving. Uh, targets there. Preston Williams got hurt, and then I think Devontae Parker's really good, and I like Mike Gusecki at tight end, and I forget the name of their second tight end, who I think had a better season than Mike Gasecki this last year, so there's there's people there, but, um, you know, Watson was making it work with Fuller, Kiki Cutie, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, like...
1: Yeah, no one can even name their tight end either. (laughs) Yeah, is it it, maybe? Is it still C.J. Fedorowicz? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I think I think Owen Daniels was catching passes for them last season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I hope he does
0: land there, just so those guys look like idiots. Um, but like (laughs) obviously the Jets and Dolphins are talked about because they have a lot of draft capital. And cap space and this other shit. So that's what makes sense to people. Uh whether or not those and you would assume they might give up that to get Watson because at least the Jets are they're gonna be in the quarterback market. I can't imagine yeah. they come in and go, Yeah, Sam Darnold's definitely our guy. Even though Don't like they'll explore.
1: Don't explore. For sure.
0: <clears throat> yeah, there's like, cause Darnold was bad last year, and it's
1: yeah,
0: it's hard to say like his oh, potential happens, was yeah. was ruined just by Adam Gase. Like, you fresh set of eyes and new people, like they're probably gonna want to go in their own direction. Um, not to try and shit on Darnold because he's younger than Drew Locke still. Like, he has a chance somewhere. He has
1: four years of NFL experience, and he's still younger than Drew Locke. Like, would you if you're indie, would you rather have gotten? Sam Darnold than Carson Wentz. If I well, if I had
0: a different head coach, yeah, <laughs> I think it's just like, I think Frank Reich believes in Carson Wentz, so yeah, you've got to trust your head coach, I guess, in that situation. But yeah, oh, man, yeah, it's hard for me because what Wentz has that Darnold doesn't is he's played really good football at the NFL level consistently. So to me, that's always the thing that I would use like as my default if I were making a decision. Same reason like we defended Baker Mayfield, even though he played bad, not last year, but the year before. It's like, well, he had a really good rookie season. And yeah, rookies can start hot, but like he played really well. I think like if you can do it once, you can repeat it. For guys you haven't seen it from, there's just a much bigger question mark there. So that's where it gets like dicey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you've at least seen Wentz do it. You're banking on Darnold to do something he's never done. But mm-hmm. you're also you're banking on Wentz to, uh, you know, break out of his habits from last year. So both are mm-hmm. risky, but at least you've seen that Carson Wentz can do it, you know, at a a really high level and then at a good level for for two seasons
0: yeah it's also like when you take a quarterback who's played behind a bad offensive line and then you put him behind a good offensive line you feel like they're just going to naturally play somewhat better just based on that alone but then there are there are quarterbacks who make offensive lines look bad Joe Flacco Joe Flacco
1: um, exhibit uh, exhibit a exhibit Joe Flacco and you can you can make a you yep, can make an line. offensive line look better than it is yeah Too. Peyton you know? Manning Drew Locke you know whatever you want to say about Drew Locke he usually makes offensive lines look pretty good
0: yeah because he doesn't get sacked yeah he's got that part of his game down mm-hmm. um now speaking of weapons we didn't even mention Tim Patrick uh, so, t- Tim Patrick, uh, quote tweeted pro football focus, which like, I like pro football focus because they make their information like easy to consume, but we all know
1: they have flaws. <laughs> they have some big flaws. They're, um, they're human. They're human. I'm not sure they like make readily like, uh, I don't know if they like acknowledge that enough. It's like, they're not running these numbers through a machine like it's individual guys looking at the film and making value judgments exactly sometimes they're
0: correct and sometimes you'll watch a game and you'll think like a guy played really well and then they give him some shit grade because they think he missed two blocks that you didn't notice or some shit right anyway they they put up a tweet with Receivers with the lowest drop percentage. Um, let me pull up who the guys were. So these are all good yeah. receivers, right?
1: So I think, yeah, Devontae Adams was one of them.
0: He was number one, tied with DeAndre Hopkins for a 0.9% drop rate. Then Allen Robinson at 1%, Cole Beasley at 1.2%. And then Tim <laughs> Patrick said, My tweet must be coming soon since mine is (laughs) 0.0%. And uh, then a bunch of Broncos fans fucking shit on Pro Football Focus. And then Pro Football Focus today puts out a redemption tweet saying, Only wide receivers with 70-plus targets and zero drops this season. Tim Patrick, Larry Fitzgerald. So neither of those guys were on their original tweet, even right. though
1: they had zero drops. And they they added the qualifier seventy or more targets, but they didn't have the original qualifier in the first tweet. No, but it all was those like, other guys we're had... talking about guys with hundred or more targets. Right.
0: So yeah. So maybe that's that's what they were looking at. Right. Hundred plus yeah, targets. for But those they didn't. Guys. They should
1: have said that. Yeah. Right. I think they just like covered their ass a little bit. But
0: I brought it up because
1: um, today
0: when I was dropping my baby off, they were talking about Jerry Judy's drops on the radio. I was like, yeah, that is crazy. Like, Tim Patrick had zero. <laughs> and I like double checked it because dr- drop stats are also they're flawed. they can vary. They're subjective. People, yeah, subjective. Sometimes it's like that was not catchable. You know, just, they're not going to put the drop on him. So I think like Jerry Judy had nine or 10, depending where you saw it. CeeDee Lamb had nine or eight, depending on where you saw it. Uh, but Tim Patrick, I checked two, and they both said zero. So yeah. i was like, fuck, that's, that is impressive because he was targeted over 70 times, didn't drop any of those balls. And then I was like, fuck, he was a lot more productive than Jerry Judy because Patrick was targeted 79 times to Judy's 113 times. Patrick, 51 catches, Judy, 52 catches. And then I looked up CD Lamb because when I was in the car this morning, I was like, it felt like CD Lamb was a better receiver. Felt like he was like more ready for the NFL. Kind of had that physical dog in him where I was like, he looks like he's going to be a legit receiver. Judy needs to, to step up. And I was like, would I have rather had CD Lamb in the draft because we've shit on fucking the Raiders for taking Henry Rugg so many times and just, uh, you know, assuming Judy's going to be great. And, uh, I didn't realize he had close to the same amount of drops when I
1: was thinking about that. Um, he had a higher catch percentage, but similar drops played, you know, what what was it? Six games with Dak Prescott. And then, uh, Ben and then Andy Dalton
0: yeah so him and Jerry like very similar sample size because they both played with a bunch
1: of random quarterbacks yeah then had a stint with their starter you can throw out an entire game for Judy yeah (laughs) because he played with a wide receiver Played with Kendall Hinton well that's why we gotta just like you gotta take everything from last year at the grain of salt we really don't remember that as much as we should no and I it's like, fucking absurd.
0: <laughs> it's really absurd. But, it, you know, like, it doesn't take away from the fact that that's an area of Judy's game yeah. that he needs to improve, right? Yeah. But um, it just, like, it made me think uh, – because also yesterday there was the the tweet about – this is something that bothers me as, as well. It's, like, the pl- – player who uh talent versus recognition and their talents way more than their recognition is and i tweeted patrick mahomes to try and be funny and I was like i should have fucking did tim patrick because i feel like he's kind of in that spectrum where he's just a really good reliable receiver makes yeah. great catches should be targeted more in the red zone is a guy i would love to see back with the broncos next year uh
1: but it's totally played with up
0: for, subpar for,
1: quarterbacks quarter yeah yeah and i think part of it too is we you know once we once once players get in the nfl like ideally we shouldn't you know hold the their draft position against them or we shouldn't really take it into account we do though because we're human yeah. we, you know, we have that um we you know We remember the draft process, remember them in college, remember where they got taken. Tim Patrick didn't get picked in the draft. Yeah. He was an undrafted free agent out of Utah, which is like not a very, you know, they're a Pac-12 school, but you don't think about them as producing a lot of receivers. You don't think about Utah for producing anything. Yeah. (laughs) Mormons, maybe. Salt. Just just beautiful landscapes. Just beautiful landscapes, (laughs) tract homes, uh, white people. A lot um, of white people, not you. A lot talk. of white people. Yeah, but not a lot of NFL wide receivers. If you just like, uh, if if Tim Patrick was like a third round receiver, just third round receiver, like we'd say, like, yeah, that was a great pick. Yeah. <laughs> Probably second rounder too. Just in terms of production, when he's been on the field, because he was injured a lot in 2019.
0: Yeah. It's. Uh, I think that's a that's a good point, and. He's been like that name, too, that's been thrown around as like who the Broncos could dump in a package to get Deshaun Watson. It's like, man, I I would hate to do that to Tim Patrick.
1: Yeah, I know. He's not like a throwaway guy. No. Um, They signed him to an offer sheet last year because he's an RFA after three years because uh, they only got a hold of him in 2018. So somebody else actually signed him as an undrafted free agent. I want to say it was the Giants, maybe. So uh he's actually entering year five. But so I think that means they just have to you know they have to make a decision on him. But you yeah. also don't have to pay uh Sutton for another year, right? Yep. <clears throat> another year, you don't have to pay Judy for three for three plus the option year, and you don't have to pay Hamler for three years. You don't have to pay Fayette for two years either. Yeah, they've got some time there to figure that all out. Yeah, in terms of like how the receivers got injured last year, uh, I don't think anybody's going to complain if you add more depth. No. It, <laughs> the Broncos
0: had a plethora of receivers, and we they could have used more in some games.
1: Even uh, like Tyree Cleveland ended up playing pretty well, I thought. Yeah. There's so many good players there.
0: What is where's Tim Patrick's status?
1: I saw someone saying like the Broncos should think about taking a wide receiver like early in the draft just because of like Tim Patrick's situation. He's not yeah, he's a
0: restricted free agent, right? So they can keep him. Yes.
1: I think I don't know how it works. Just depends
0: on what they place on him, right? What tender they give him or whatever. So if it's Um, like a second or third rounder or some shit.
1: Yeah, situation's very uh, tricky, I think. I'm not sure exactly how it works. They should
0: should give him a deal. Then you don't have to draft a guy.
1: You've got two
0: young guys. You've got two young tight ends. You've got a little more seasoned Tim Patrick. Cortland Sutton comes back. Mm. Mm.
1: Right. (laughs) Let's just keep him, is my point. Let's just hang on to the guy yeah why not okay
0: and finally uh the von miller investigation has been completed handed off to the district attorney and we know nothing they revealed nothing about it uh we don't know any details zero details were were said don't know not a single
1: single detail
0: why he was investigated doesn't look like he'll be charged i feel like they would have already charged him if they thought they had something really solid
1: uh yeah i think you're right
0: like they're, if they're like we've completed our investigation we're just handing it over here now
1: because we're handing it to the uh tr- handing that report into the trash can yeah uh, i i hope it's
0: around uh illegal livestock uh peddling yeah
1: there's some kind of poultry crime
0: yeah <laughs> That would be the only thing that, uh,
1: the only funny thing that could come out of that. Um, yeah, I, I think like, uh, a cockfighting ring, maybe? Uh-huh. How would you, what'd you think about that? Like, little Jerry, you know, another Seinfeld reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They oh, fight man. him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think it affects
0: his leverage with the broncos whatever the hell it is
1: yeah um, it does i'm sure the team knows
0: yeah they gotta know
1: <laughs> no more than we do i mean uh yeah so
0: it might help like if it's not a if it's not something that's he's gonna get charged with maybe it helps him come back because he's like okay yeah i fucked. i well no i didn't fuck up because it's i don't know i don't know it's let's just, we'll just wait and see what it is yeah we try to speculate. speculate
1: but it's really hard Since he doesn't
0: play for the Chiefs, I don't want to speculate on what this is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And since he plays for my team, um, I'm assuming the best about him. Miss it
0: until proven guilty.
1: Yep. 31 other teams. Cockfighting. Cockfighting.
0: What if there was actual human cockfighting?
1: I'm sure there's a category for that. Yeah. Depending if uh, you know. I'm sure you could see a see a cockfighting show if you go to the right male strip club. Hmm. What'd you think? Good callback.
0: Hey. And with Sweet. that, we will let you go. Come back next week.
1: Where we... Oh, uh, oh. Patreon Zoom. Oh yeah,
0: Patreon Zoom. Uh, I mentioned it in today's episode, but tomorrow, Thursday, we're all $10 and above patrons. We will be chatting in a Zoom hangout. And I think I'll finally be healthy enough to drink whiskey again. It's been almost two months since I've had my I'm drinking. Sip. I'm
1: drinking whiskey. I'm going to make a Manhattan tomorrow. Ooh. Dr. Manhattan.
0: Speaking good night of good luck. Docs. Docs away. ACL cock fight. Yeah. It's not quite time for the madness. That is college basketball in March. But that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any b-ball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash 100 hundo of the Dolores. That's right, all it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Does that sound like a no-brainer? This is a slam dunk of an offer, and it won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big pay. Days. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot at one. Hundred to one odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be twenty-one or older. Colorado. Only new customers. Only restriction: supply. Winnings paid out in four twenty-five-dollar free bets. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred, five two, four seven, zero zero.